hello, this is Dad. Been away a while. Sorry I didn't publish in December or January, but it's February 1st. And appropriately, we're going to take a question from the birthday boy, Jack. Jack's been struggling a little bit over the holidays. I think he's actually come out of it by now. This podcast may be late. But his question has been, how do you know what God wants you to be or where God wants you to be? You know, how do you figure out God's will? That's the one we're going to dive in today. Thanks. How do we know where God wants us to be? I guess what I would say is uh, we don't. We we have to trust and we have to follow the path. Uh, Doors open, doors shut, and and they're for a reason. And when we can decide when those doors uh, really are the way God is taking us, that's that's what it goes. And it's continual, so it doesn't doesn't stop today. Uh, I may mess up and make a decision tomorrow, but hopefully I come back to the path that He wants us on. Probably the most unfulfilling answer because the people that ask that question want certainty, and the only certainty is that God's got your best interests at heart, and you just have to trust that, and that's the hardest thing. And and sometimes I think He puts us through the crap just to make us more aware of how dependent we are on Him. That you know, just about the time you think you've got it under control, that, that you know where you want to go, that this is your thing. God comes along, you know what? Not necessarily. Yeah, you know, when I was in college, I was sure I was going to be a minister. And about halfway through college, when I realized that I never wanted to be on the payroll of a church, it threw me for a loop and uh, spent some dark times. Uh, Ended up doing a mission trip to Mexico, came back out, went into investment planning, liked it for a while, then hated it. My life went into healthcare on the lawn at a Jefferson Airplane concert. And uh, nothing I could have predicted or crafted or made happen. But what I do know is if I hadn't been in the Word, and if I hadn't been in a small group, and if I hadn't been surrounded with Christian friends, I wouldn't have caught those promptings, and I wouldn't have had the courage to step through the doors that did open, or to endure the doors that did close. So what does Scripture say? You know, there are literally dozens of scriptures as I studied on this topic, but there's some key themes I'm going to walk through, and then I can make available to you specific scriptures, maybe 20, if you're interested later. But the entirety of scripture says that we were we were created to do God's will. We were created to have relationship with Him, and so the first the first purpose of every one of us is to seek God. Matthew says, "Seek first the kingdom of God." and his righteousness, and then all these things, all these plans, all these purposes, all of these where should I be, will be added to you. Proverbs 16 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And later, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. When you look at other scriptures, like Paul's writings, he says we're God's masterpiece, and we were created... uh, we were created for good works, which he, put, he planned in advance for us to do. So first, it's to establish relationship with God. Second, is to look around us for where God has given us an opportunity to do good works and do them. Everything else is really about being attentive to the Holy Spirit. It's about being in relationship with Him daily, being in His Word, and looking for open doors and closed doors. 
but sounds a little trite, so let's call Pastor Dan. Okay, if I understand the question correct this uh, month or quarter, it's uh, how do I know what God wants me to do? And I think my best answer is to say it's not about what God wants you to do. It's just about God wanting you. Um, the whole idea is that we live for a person and not a plan. We trust him today, and he takes care of our tomorrow. I think too often we overthink it. If we're walking with God, he'll get us where we need to be. And sometimes I think if we're not walking with God, he'll still get us where we need to go. Uh, my favorite passage on the topic is Psalms 32, verses 8 through 10. Um, David's writing for God, and he says, I'll I'll instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I'll counsel you with my loving eye on you. So don't be like a horse or mule, which don't understand and have to be controlled by a bit and bridle. Many sorrows will come to the wicked, but uh, God's unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. In other words, who live for the Lord and not for a plan. If you think of David's life, who wrote the psalm, you know, it begins with God's manipulative grace. David's, he's the youngest of like seven or eight kids. Samuel comes over to anoint a king. David's dad, uh, you know, he, he brings, Jesse brings all the other brothers out. And uh, when none of them are supposed to be the next king, uh, Dave's dad doesn't even mention them. It's Samuel who has to say, uh, you got any more kids? And uh, so David's totally overlooked by his dad. David has no plan to be king, but it's God's plan for him to be king. It's God who then has him anointed king. It's God who's in charge when David's hunted by Saul. That's not David's plan. It's God who then sets him up as king. That's not David's plan, but it was a, <laughs> a pretty cool day. Um, it's really not David's plan until, you know, he looks out of his palace window and sees Bathsheba taking a bath. And uh, that's when, you know, he goes AWOL, but then it's God who puts a bit and bridle in his mouth and sends Nathan over, and that's God's manipulative grace, really bringing David back into his plan so he doesn't, you know, keep walking away. Um, so God brings us into what he wants us to do when we're following him. When we don't, he can bring us back. That's why Psalms 32 is my favorite. And, uh, and it begins with David writing, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one who sin the Lord doesn't count against him. And he says, he ends that little passage, and you forgave the guilt of all my sin. So we trust him today, and he takes care of tomorrow. So I really appreciate what Pastor Dan had to say. And I want to end by giving some practical advice, maybe not so scriptural, but just some life lessons. First, God will provide. Our job is not to fight the waves. Our job is to just stand where we're planted. God is the lighthouse, the, the fortress. He's the one who stands against the waves. And so don't feel so much pressure. You know, follow the proddings. Go where you're supposed to be. Do what is right. And then trust God with the outcome. We say be 100% obedient to the process and 0% invested in the outcome. So I don't know if that's helpful or hard, but it's something I've learned.
Second, don't love your position so much or don't be so focused on your goals that you're willing to allow people to, who are hurting to go past unaided. Whether uh, early in my career I allowed a CEO who I was working for to, to fire and wreck the careers of about 20 people before I finally had the courage to act. I thought I didn't have the degree, wasn't marketable, didn't have anywhere to go, felt trapped, had three young kids at home, toddlers. Whatever the reasons, when I finally stood up, I realized that the fear of standing up is so much better than the guilt of standing by. And third, um, God usually wants you to be where your passions are. Follow your heart. Follow your passion. Do what. Do something that gives you energy. Something that you aren't watching the clock, but you really are. You really are passionate about and excited about. Jack, if you're excited about coding, head into coding. See if the door opens. Cole, if you're excited about research, head into research. And if you ever get to a point where you're dredging going, dreading going to work, spend some time in prayer. There will be seasons when it'll be hard and dry, but for the most part, your life should have purpose and meaning, and that purpose and meaning should largely be in your work. Well, that's a lot of advice. I'm looking for the topic for end of February, so email me at clayholderman at gmail.com. Or uh, use the, uh, this app, and there's a function where you can leave me a recording. Or feel free to leave me a voicemail, 505-362-6819, and I may add your voicemail to the next podcast. All right. Love you guys. Take care.